house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun, and it's been a ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I've won. And welcome to the show, jam-packed week. We got the full squad here, BG, Randy, Zach, going all across the nation today in sports, fellas. Let's start with college basketball. New top 25 out this week. Michigan making some news, moving up to the number two spot in the AP poll this week, Randy. Michigan playing as good as anyone in the country right now. And with their only loss still being to the Golden Gophers, and the Gophers... We'll get into them later, but can't find any traction now, and just the wheels have completely fallen off uh, for this Golden Gopher team. But, Andy, what do you make of the of the new top 25 rankings? Um, yeah, Michigan is good at basketball, I think. Um, I mean, Iowa was nine last week, got absolutely smoked by Michigan, and then Iowa comes out and has a really good win against Ohio State just a couple nights ago. And Michigan goes up to two, and Iowa goes from nine to uh, nine to five. So I think – it's you see how much respect the the AP voters at least have for uh, Juwan Howard and in uh, those boys. Um, what's the uh, what's the name of that center? Uh, that freshman center. Hunter Dickinson. Uh, uh, Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Michigan's one loss being you know is is to uh, is to Minnesota, and that was I think about a week before uh, Hunter Dickinson found uh, his way into the starting rotation and. Ever since then, Michigan has uh, found a way to click. Or maybe he was getting some know. time. But Yeah, I think um, I think he started that was, game against Minnesota, but maybe he didn't. I thought he did. But he was uh, – I, either way, because that was, that was back early in January, I think. Yeah. Or sometime in January. He was still he was still kind of – you know, he – it was in January that he moved into the starting uh, the, the okay. starting rotation. Um, and it, didn't, it only took him a couple weeks to, to find his footing. And um, – I mean, you saw the way they played defense against Iowa earlier this week. Um, and this is a Michigan team that um, last year um, let Luka Garza score 88 points in the two games against Iowa. Uh, Michigan has said, you know what, we're going to guard the three. We're going to let Luka have all the twos he wants. Uh, and, and he did, and, and, and they split the series against him last year. Uh, and they did largely the same thing uh, this week against Iowa, um, except um, you know, and, and I already forgot his name, but uh, Nick uh, or <laughs> Hunter Dickenberg, yeah, Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. Hunt, I don't know why I want to call him Nick, but um, but Hunter Dickinson held his own against um, Luka Garza down low enough, and, and their printer defense is really really good. Um, and I think, um, I think Michigan, Michigan, Gonzaga, Baylor are pretty much locked to be a um, be three of your number one seeds. You know, as we get into the end of March and, and March Madness, and um, I mean, it could be one of those years. And, and I know we we talk about it every year, is you know, how many one seeds are going to make it for Final Four. But this year, even considering how loaded you know the conference like the Big Ten is, it just seems like there's no way that Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan aren't going to make it uh, to the Final Four. Um, and yeah. uh, it could take a lot of fun out of March Madness. There's still going to be upsets, but. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of brackets with 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 those those three teams um, going a long way. Yeah, and, and we talked about it being a two horse race a couple weeks ago with Max Musselman uh, being Gonzaga and Baylor, and, and now Michigan really in the last few weeks with 
with the rising star of Hunter Dickinson has really launched into that conversation as well. And I think you make a good point. These three teams are, are better than the top three teams, typically, at least in comparison to the rest of the league and the rest of the country right now. Um, those three teams are a lot better than the rest. I do agree with that. I don't know if I would go as far to say that they will all be in the Final Four because especially this year, if one of those teams gets covid they're out, and Duke's taking their spot or whatever the uh, whoever the last four or the first four are out, maybe even Minnesota, if they can win some games and get back into that conversation. I don't even think they're in the conversation for first, first four out right now. Uh, but with the way the tournament is set up this year, one of those teams might not even play a game just, just because if they, if they get unlucky, if they get COVID, and they can't play and they, they get a fill-in team. I, I think that obviously plays a factor this year as well. I think... I know for sure Gonzaga and Baylor both had um, uh, extended absences before yeah. conference play picked up, like yeah. back in November and December. Okay. Um, I know Michigan took a break because all of Michigan athletics took a break when the South African variant hit hit that campus. I don't know if we know like how many players on that team have gotten and recovered, um, but I'm pretty sure with at least with Gonzaga and Baylor that COVID is already made the rounds through those two, uh, those two squads. So, um, Michigan, I think is the only one I'm not quite sure about at least, um, of those three, if they've, uh, if they've they've overcome this team, but yeah, I mean, you make a great point there. Yeah. People would be up in arms about this and, and I could see both sides of it, but the amount of money that NCAA makes, why don't they just, uh, vaccinate all the players? Like March Madness is gonna make them a stupid amount of money. They didn't play last year; it would break everyone's heart if they didn't play again this year. Why don't they vaccinate those players and then take up the uncertainty? It doesn't make any sense to me. Ter- terrible PR. I yeah, mean, I mean, from you, a, still have, yeah. you still have people sixty-five plus in, in states that uh that, that aren't wanting the vaccine now. Who knows? You know, we, uh, uh, you know, kind of straying away from sports now, but um, they're saying that um. By the end of March, there's going to be enough vaccines possibly to have a third of the country vaccinated. So wow. maybe now with Johnson and Johnson, um, you know, getting uh, uh, getting past the FDA and um, and and they've said too that Johnson and Johnson is a vaccine that's going to be most likely for younger people. And when I say younger, I mean you know people our age to you know 30s, 40s, um, even up to their 50s, just because it's it's the one shot and it's a little less. Um, effective, but um, I think the um, you know transitioning a little bit. I think with Johnson and Johnson now approved, uh, it's not going to be long. You know, probably April, May, June. We're going to see leagues like the NBA, you know, securing vaccines for all those their players. Yeah, uh, MLB doing that. Uh, you know, NFL doing something with it as well, and they're going to make it into a big PR campaign about you know our guys are getting vaccinated, so it's safe for you too. Yeah, um, when really all they care about is is their guys getting vaccinated, for sure. Not having to worry about stuff just play. Yeah, I mean I'm not a martyr, but I know <laughs> myself and a lot of people would in our position would be like, you can have my vaccine for now. If I, I'm not I'm not next in line, but it's, I could see if there's someone next in line be like, hey, if, if the difference between me getting vaccinated and obviously this is uh, blown out of proportion. The difference between me getting vaccinated and then playing March Madness, dude, just take it all. I don't care, man. I can get, I can live a couple months. That and is I, a hot take. That is a hot take. That's no, a and good I'm take. Lo- I can be lucky. I, I, I'm, or I'm lucky that I can say that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not just a uh, jackass for like, uh, who gives a shit if I get to say like, 
I, I, you know, I can lucky to, I'm lucky I can say that like yeah. I'm pretty healthy right now and I've had it and blah, blah, blah. You don't need to hear this spiel, but anyway, I, I'll, uh, I'll donate I would, my vaccine too. I put mine on the list. We got start a campaign. Brave, man. Yeah. Let's get it going. What you guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't I think probably donate. Yeah. I probably donate my right leg to Tiger Woods before I donate <laughs> to get a March Madness. Yeah. Uh, across the line, but, um, that was a hot, that was a hot. I think I'm in the minority. Yeah. We can argue about that. (laughs) I keep my leg. I I feel for Tiger. I'd keep my leg. I'd give my vaccine up if it meant between my leg. Yeah. I think it's probably two versus two on this call. (laughs) Peel, you'd give up your leg. I don't know. Probably not. No, I would. If, 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 but if, if you were going to give up your leg and Tiger was going to win again because of it, you know, on your leg. And, and, the, and the great thing about golf is that they have to wear pants. So it's not like you'd be looking all funny with one white leg. Yeah. But there's uh, their financial there. I mean, compensation. Am I going to make like 50% of his winnings or I'm going to get 50% of his winnings? I mean, you'll go down the history books as saving Tiger for his career. Yeah. yeah but I mean, also the next, you know, subsequently you leg, ruining my life. You're like, oh, like one day after you're just like, why did I give him my leg? <laughs> yeah. Like in 10 years when he's not competing. How about, how, how about, how about, how about let's, let's change this hypothetical a little bit. You, give up your good leg and you get tiger's beat up shattered leg. So your leg's still going to work eventually. You're going to need to go through some, some therapy and whatnot. You're going to look a little funny with one black leg, one white leg. Um, but it's 2021, <laughs> you know, everyone, uh, everyone's good about that stuff now. And uh, my legs probably the size of my chest. It would look <laughs> odd. I would be walking funny. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to keep my legs how they are. I think, it could, I like the I like the argument though. I understand. I understand. Tiger, I feel your pain. If we want to segue to Tiger on that one, otherwise we can keep talking basketball. Because I didn't really get all the full full spiel on Tiger. I'm confused on what happened. Yeah, let's get into it. Andy, do you do you have the full rundown of of all the broken bones, everything that he is um, kind of report? Yeah, I mean, I, I can pull up off yeah. the top of my head. He like, like the biggest. The, the biggest situation, at least from the statement Tigers team released last uh, about a week ago uh, today, um, is that um, the um, he had what's called compartment syndrome, uh, which is when blood is cut off to uh, muscles and other um, like non-bone parts of uh, uh, body body limb, um, and uh, if the pressure is not relieved in a quick enough amount of time, all the muscles will die. And in a lot of cases, a leg or an arm has to be amputated. Um, so that was really the biggest thing that uh, came out of that statement Tigers team release is that they didn't come out and say he had compartment syndrome, but from, you know, listening to like the doctors on like whether ESPN, Fox, CNN, golf channel, um, they all kind of agreed that that was their way of saying he had it without, without saying he, he had it. So, um, I mean, broken legs can be, um, can be fixed, but when it comes to, to, to muscle and muscle tissue, um, you know, being healthy and, um, and being able to grow back, um, that's the bigger concern and that's what's going to lead to, you know, probably a year or two of, of recovery for Tiger. So, um, I mean, and then, uh, yeah, on top of that, you know, as reports said, he had, a um, basically his leg and his ankle were shattered. They didn't say where it was broken or how many places was broken but um you know one of his legs was in was in pretty beat up shape so was he was he in drug uh, driving uh they said they um that they don't suspect uh, any substance abuse or any 
like driving on the influence. Uh, I mean, he had back surgery uh, about a month ago, his fifth back surgery. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? He, he A couple of days before he had been on with the Jim Nance on CBS during the final round of the Genesis Invitational. And uh, he didn't look, he, he didn't look terrible, but he didn't look good. Like he looked like, uh, he looked like a guy who'd been running a you know a golf tournament for the past week. His eyes looked uh, like he was there. Was just closed. tired. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you could see the bags under his eyes, and like he definitely looked, you know, just a little off. But um, yeah, I'm sure we'll find out eventually if if any of that stuff came to play. Maybe he was just on an ibuprofen. Maybe he was on something stronger. Who knows? But at the end of the day, he um, he had an hour drive to um, to meet Drew Brees and, and Justin Herbert, and he left. Uh, a uh, half hour before the, the meetup was supposed to happen. And I mean, he probably Whoa. was just trying just to, uh, yeah, yeah, probably just rushing. From what I yeah. heard, he was just driving super fast, going around a corner and just took it too fast and lost control of the vehicle down into that little ditch or whatever it was down there. Um, <clears throat> and, and kind of an insight into the, I caddied for, I don't even know if I told you guys this, I caddied for Ian Baker Finch uh, a couple days ago, commentator on CBS for, for golf, obviously a major champion as well. Uh, British Open, I think 91 wow. or 92. Really good golfer from Australia. Super fun to listen to him talk. But he was talking about that <laughs> Tiger because it was the day after. It was Monday. And it, it was he, from his reports and everybody he had, he had heard from, his buddies that, you know, obviously have close insight to that kind of stuff. They said he was sober. That As far as he knew, he was okay. sober. And Gotcha. Just lost control. Yeah. He was just driving too fast, and I guess he does that. They, that that was something that Tiger was known for, and or is known for, well, is just driving fast and having fast cars, and just lost control of his vehicle. Which which I think begs. Um, I mean, I, at least makes me think of two things. First, you know, there's if you're Tiger Woods, there's probably not a lot of people um, out there that you know you feel like you have to meet on time if you think you're going to run late because you're Tiger Woods. I mean, if people need to wait for Tiger Woods, then people need to wait. Um, and Drew Brees is probably one of those people where Tiger Woods thought, you know, even though I'm Tiger Woods, I don't want to be late for Drew Brees because he's a good point. Uh, and, but then the other thing is, you know, why, like, after what happened in 2009 and then again a couple years ago with, with this incident down here in Florida, you know, why is Tiger allowed – I shouldn't say allowed like legally to drive a car, but like he should either have a driver yeah. or like if he, if he is driving, like he should be driving a Brinks truck or some sort of like SWAT armored car that, um, you know, <laughs> that's going to give him ultimate protection. Um, because like, you know, this is third incident with a car now. And, um, I mean, hell, like even like if, if the Kobe Bryant incident didn't happen a year ago, I mean, people probably been saying like take a helicopter from, you know, where he was staying in LA to, to the golf course. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's brutal that, that it had to happen because I mean, Tiger is the sport of golf. Like he is the reason why like him, just the pot, like just him, like the build up to major tournaments, especially the masters when Tiger's going to play is huge. Like the anticipation around, Oh, is Tiger going to win another one? Is he going to compete? Um, I mean, it's, uh, it drives the ratings. It drives people to watch in person on TV. Um, and you know, even with him live and, and, you know, healthy, um, you know, he's going to have to, he's in a lot longer to recovery, but even with him healthy, like without looking, you know, being able to look forward to 
like golf tournaments and Tiger playing, I think is going to just suck a ton of life out of the sport um, that he had helped really night following this one in 2019, which, um, I mean, that's, we'll see how that happens is, you know, the Masters is only four, five weeks away now. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just devastating, you know, not just to him, but uh, obviously like just to the whole sport of golf. Yeah. It, yeah, it certainly is. And the ratings bump that, that Tiger gives to golf is astronomical. And nobody does that in any sport, uh, let, let alone golf. I mean, it's it's very surprising. Obviously, when you hear news like that, it, it's always shocking. And certainly, you know, heart heartbreaking as well, especially for Tiger fans like yourself, Andy. And I'm a Tiger fan. And I, I think I don't really know anybody who's not a Tiger fan. You just love watching him play golf and, and love watching him play golf well. I mean, he plays at the highest level. He's done it for so long, and hopefully we'll, he'll get back to it. I mean, it's just another chapter of the story that is Tiger Woods, and it's an incredible story, and it's not over yet, so we'll see what happens. Um, all right, moving on from Tiger Woods and the PGA Tour. Uh, although it was a pretty good week at, at the concession, that course is tough, Randy. I don't know if you got to catch any of it. I saw a little bit of Friday action. That place is really hard, and the greens are just <laughs> absolutely marble. Like, they're so fast. Yeah, well, and it, it sounds like, too, which like it's, it's the way that professional golf should be played is the courses should be like that every week. Where, yeah, I agree. You know, if, if, if you play the course right, you can still win shooting 16 under, but, you know, Dustin Johnson's going to go out and shoot 42 on the front nine and 30 on the back nine. Like, if you had a bad shot, you should be penalized for it, and mm-hmm. if you had a good shot, you should be rewarded for it. Like, I think... Like a course like concession, like walks the line between some of these crazy U.S. Open courses we've seen the past couple of years, where like they pay, they make them to a point almost like where it's not necessarily skill; it's almost just luck when it comes to like holding the ball on the green or or different aspects like that. Like I think a course like concession, and like the thing is, they can make the courses like that. You know, like Torrey Pines and, and Pebble Beach. You know, when they host the U.S. Open, the scores are right around par. But when they host a regular tour event, they cut the grass short. They uh, don't mow the um, areas around the green as as tight. The um, you know even the greens themselves might not be running as fast. Like they have the ability to make these courses hard as concession was, but also reward you know allow a winner to you know win at 16 under. Um, but you know it's fun to see guys you know go out and shoot in the 40s you know every day. Uh, McMathy yeah. Wolf on on the first day was on I, I think he shot he shot mid 80s like he shot yeah. like a nine over on the front nine and. Um, like it's like it's fun to see that happen, um, and but it's also fun to see guys like play all of those courses. Um, so the Florida Swing, which is coming up now, they have Bay Hill this week, um, followed by the Players, and then down where I'm at uh, the Honda Classic. It's three tougher courses, unlike what they've been playing on the West Coast. So uh, it is an exciting time for golf fans um, because these are three big tournaments coming up, all leading up to the Masters. So yep, um, yep, and obviously even with Tiger, you know injured but uh in, in the state he is uh it's bringing some sort of attention to golf you know we saw on, on sunday all the all the players wearing red and black it's yep. really cool to see so um really looking forward to this next month in uh in golf yeah good month obviously now getting into march leading up to to march madness and into the masters that fall right after march madness it, it's a great time uh to be a sports fan as well as the weather getting nicer in minnesota back in minneapolis area it's always my favorite or one of my favorite times of the year. I think the early fall is great as well. And kind of going into March Madness and Masters time is honestly so good. So good. Um, as well as let's not forget, 
let's not forget that Jim Nance is getting ready for the best week of his career when he goes it's Jim from, Nance season. Uh, calling the Final Four to yeah. that same week uh, wow. calling the Masters. Uh, he's one of the greats. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it is like I can't imagine like how excited that week must be for yeah. him. Um, like he is, he's the goat, and yes. um, just all the respect for him. Yeah, he's getting his Vineyard Vine ties and shirts all ready to go for the next two weeks on the road when he has to go work for a couple of weeks and make, you know, $15 million or whatever he makes for, for calling those two events. Uh, certainly Jim Nance season as well, as well as baseball season, Minnesota twins back in action, spring training underway or, or spring games, I should say underway. Now, I, I think two games under the belt for the Minnesota twins so far, two and oh, uh, both over the Sox, right? Zachary. No, they played a different team their last game. I can't oh, remember right. who it was. We played the Sox for uh, first game. We played the Sox. Okay, uh, let me look who we played today. Okay, well, whoever we played on Monday, we beat and we were underdogs. Oh. I don't really know how they figure that in with spring training baseball, but yeah, it's tough. Oh, we beat the Rays today. Cool. So there you yeah. go. Two wins to start the season for the Twins. That's some good news, but some bad news. Royce Lewis earlier, or I guess maybe it was last week. <laughs> Uh, news broke on him slipped on ice in Texas, which is or were they were there in I think he was in Texas slipped on ice yeah. towards MCL. He's done for another year, and just very obviously a heartbreaking thing for him. Something we're very familiar with in Minnesota though, slipping on ice, and that's mm-hmm. just an absolute shame that that we're going to lose him again. Yeah, yeah, I feel bad, I feel really bad for him. Um, obviously everyone that was down in Texas during that winter storm, they didn't know that what was coming or what was happening. And I, I, uh, I, I don't think I gave them enough credit cause I was making fun of like, I didn't realize how severe it was down there. I was like, Oh my God, it's, you know, how bad could it really be? And people died, like people died during that storm. And, and yeah, he slipped and he didn't die. So he just tore his ACL or MCL. Um, but that just goes to show that people aren't, people aren't used to that weather down there. I'm sure people tear their ACLs on ice up here all the time, but uh, that is sh- extremely unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but with that said, signing uh, Angelton Simmons, I don't know if there was going to be a place for him here this year. And I think we signed a- Simmons to, was it a couple year contract? Or was it just the one year? Uh, let me look it up. I thought it was like a two year. I want to say it, off the top of my dome. Yeah, but... Like it's, it's a bummer. And I'm glad we brought up Kirilov when we did. And he's going to be, I think he's on the, the opening day roster. I don't know if they probably haven't made those. Uh, final yet, obviously, because it's still spring training. But um, it's cool that we got Kirilov up. But Lewis is this guy that you've been hearing about for a long time, uh, probably five years now about him coming up. And But like I said, I don't know if there's a place for him right now, and that's fine. And, you know, twins do also have a tendency to bring up people way too soon, and then, you know, they, they don't turn out, and then we either trade them or we send them down, and their career just kind of is – it's a confidence thing. Baseball's just 50% mental, 50% physical probably maybe even more mental, honestly. Um, but yeah, it, it's a bummer for him, but yeah. I think if he recovers, he'll be, he'll have a spot in the twins in a couple of years. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Simmons is on a one year deal. One year. Okay. One year. So yeah, it's, we'll see what we do with Seven Simmons after the year, now. see how year he does, but yeah, hopefully, re- hopefully Lewis recovers soon. Cause yeah, he's, he's a guy that we really need to, to see up with us. Cause yeah, we've been hearing a lot about him. Have you have you seen anything decade. out of spring training or maybe watched any of the games? Have you seen any of Byron Buxton? I've heard he added some weight, got a little stronger in the offseason. I haven't seen any of that. No, I haven't uh, haven't been able to watch a game. Um, but I did hear that same thing, and that's a scary thought too because I mean the dude's 
he's not known for his home run power, but I think people forget that. Maybe people don't forget him, Kepler, and Rosario. Unfortunately, Rosario's out of here. Yeah. But they all had three run home ga- home three home run games. Did that make sense? Yep, three home three runs. Home run games. Game. Yep, um, yep. In one game, they all three had it. And Buxton's the last guy on earth I thought was gonna, you know, have that yeah. accolade next to his name. But he that just goes to show he can hit for power. He's, he's a five tool guy, um, and so he adds some weight to his bones. And he's and me to his bones. I think he's gonna be. Uh, Kepler hasn't done that. All-star. The three home runs. Kepler had. Uh, who did I say? Ke- uh, Kepler, Rosario, and Buxton. So they were all oh. in the outfield at one time. But uh, but Rosario's out of here. So uh, the reason I said that is at one point last season and the year before we had an outfield with guys that had all gone yard three times in a game, yeah. which is just awesome. Yeah, yeah. So is He's the Bomba squad is the Bomba squad back officially? Yeah, subject. Are you asking me like what subjectively? I think? Yeah, subjectively, I'm asking you. I, I think I think they are. <laughs> I, I do. I really do. Um, it sucks about Rosario. People are, yeah. people aren't too shaken by him. I'm 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 bummed. You were, I'm really you were bummed. Shaking. I, I was shaken. <laughs> he uh, he, he's good. Last couple of years, but. he um, and he was showing a lot more play discipline too, because he was known as one of those wild hackers. But this yeah. last year, he was his stats were significantly improving in the aspect or the his areas the areas of the game that needed improving were improving for him, and he was more patient at the plate. And we actually see him saw him take walks, which he never did in his career. Yeah, and I was going to the Indians. He's probably going to tear us up when he's there. Cause that's just how it works with twins, but yeah. I'm bummed. I'm really bummed. But yeah, aside from that, um, I got that. Like I, I'm excited to see what Simmons does. It'll be cool to have him in the lineup. It'll be cool to have Donaldson healthy. Um, Kirloff, if he can stay healthy, yep. I, I don't think I was an issue for him, but if he can stay up in the majors, I, I'm excited. I think, I think the squad's back. Yeah. You, I, you still think the bomber squad's going to be back this, this season with the change in baseballs, like the actual baseball and MLB? Did great you hear about question. That? Great did not, question. Did not hear that. They, like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago they came out and said, or did you have something, Beal, where you going? No, no, go for it. Um, a couple of weeks ago they said that they're changing the baseball slightly um, for the 2021 season. And when you were talking, I looked up an article because I forgot what specifically and. Some of the stuff they call out here is kind of absurd, but um, I'll give you one of the absurdities right here. According to the Associated Press, a memo sent to all 30 clubs last week cited an independent lab that found the new balls will fly one to two feet shorter on balls hit over 375 feet. So that's that's just kind of (laughs) yeah. They're dejuicing the balls. That's ridiculous. Wow, that's crazy. They find that out. Yeah, yeah, and that it's one to foot like. Maybe find that out and then just don't report that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think the like the idea behind it, which I'm sure we all could assume, is when the MLB changed the baseball slightly two seasons ago, I think it was. Yep. It yep. had a much bigger boom to the ball, and the balls would travel further. And we obviously saw that with the uptick in home runs across the MLB. Um, and Twins obviously breaking that record, which it sounds like now is going to be even a harder record to beat um, for MLB teams, unless you're in Yankee Stadium and you just gotta yeah. gotta go 200 feet to get out. But yeah. Yeah. they also that's a good said spin zone. A, the key to the boom of like home runs in the 2019 season, or I guess following the 2019 season, was an inconsistency in seam height, which Dude. I don't know how that would really transfer to more home runs, but maybe you do, Zach. Yeah, no, the the crazy so thing maybe about that. their pitches that they. 
are practicing, like where they have their fingers in the seams. And if they're doing a curveball, didn't necessarily curve or approach the plate in the area they wanted it yeah, to go. I think, I think that's exactly it, dude. Uh, a lot of people, oh, I can't remember our guy who was out with a blister for a while. Maybe uh, Odorizzi. Odorizzi, I think, had a Yeah, uh, that, yeah. I was just going to, I was trying to think. Yeah, that sounds right. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it was yeah. Odorizzi. A lot of guys, yeah. dude, a lot of guys had blister problems because the, the seams were different. Like they were, Verlander, maybe Bauer. Bauer might have been the first to say it because he's always talking. Uh, it's kind of funny to hear him talking. It, he's, it's kind of cool to hear some of his ideas that he has, but he is kind of a, a conspiracy theorist, conspiracy theorist kind of dude. Um, but Verlander even said it first, and I took that to heart. And he said that something's different with the seams, something's wrong with these balls. And he could tell because um, on some of the balls, the seams were lower, way lower than they should have been. And that means that you can't get as much, uh, when you grip like curveballs, say you don't get as, I think it has to do with the grip, and you can't get as much rotation on your curveballs. Yeah. And so your curveballs were like, yeah, yep, the rotations are far. They do it like revolutions per minute, yep. or however they do it. And, mm-hmm far less than like a regular curveball was. And so that's why they're people are just pounding the crap out of the balls. Cause the curveballs were just hanging up there. And they're just yeah. Well, them out of the I park. think honestly, we might've done a podcast. I think that was one of our first episodes. Didn't we have you on talking about that, Zach? Might've been, that might've been when the rambling began. I think I was, the day, that was, uh, um, yeah. when we were talking about the twins, Yankees, yeah. Oh, and that guy. Wild Garden. Well, name. that was, yeah, because that was right at the him. end yeah. of the bomb. When we started the podcast back in 2019, I think October 2019, right at the end of the Twins Bomba squad, the, the first Bomba squad, you know, that really good team that won over 100 games and broke the yeah. home run record. That was right at the end of that season when we started the pod. So I think we did talk about this, uh, about the so juice too. ball. So now they're de-juicing them. That sucks. That's I mean, crazy. It, it's mm-hmm. good in some sense that the record will probably stand for a while, hopefully. Yeah, but. That's- yeah, and that's true. I'm, this this could be a whole other thing. I, I'll only spend like 10 more seconds on it. But I think that they really could benefit baseball. And a lot of people, and who had said this? Brady, did you send me that article? Someone sent me an article about how uh, Big Poppy Ortiz said that he hates where baseball is right now. And he hates that, it's a, which I thought was ironic. And I'll tell you why I say it. But he said that he hates where it's going because it's this home run strikeout kind of game right yeah. now. And it's taking all the you know meaning out of just getting hits and hitting for average and stuff. And I thought it was a little odd because big poppy did have some problems with the strikeout not even close to some some other guys but he did have some problems with strikeout and he hit a lot of home runs uh but he also hit for average too so he was i mean he was an awesome hitter um, and i understand where he's going with it so maybe they do juice in the balls maybe the strategy for the hitters changes maybe they're going to try for hits more because it really is just hit a home run or strikeout right now it just seems like that obviously not everyone but and it is kind of frustrating it's sweet to see a home run but there's record amount of strikeouts as well so yeah. That's, that's all I got. Well, we'll see what happens with the new balls. Um, all right, transitioning over to hockey now. Zach, going to you again as our hockey expert. Minnesota Wild are super hot right now. Six in a row, yeah. is that right? Six, Six wins in a row. In yep. a row, and against some pretty quality teams too. Uh, I think Colorado was, was in the mix there. I know we beat the Kings, or is it the LA Kings? Is that right? Yep. Yeah, I yep. think we, we beat, beat them a couple of times as well. Go ahead. We did, yeah. No, I was just saying uh, it was pretty cool when we, we met up with the Kings uh, two games prior and we were riding a four game win streak. They were riding a six game win streak. And I was, I was kind of thinking that that was going to be a kind of a pivotal point. I didn't think we were going to win that game. Love the wild. I, I bet against them <laughs> and shouldn't have. Uh, but I just thought that um, a, that we were missing. We, we were coming back off, off the COVID stretch. We come, we were playing yeah. really well. We we're scoring a lot. Um, but I thought it was one of those, 
things where we just, you know, we were going to die out because we had some games in a row. Um, Cause I think this season is like, six, uh, I don't know how many games there are, but it's in a, it's a kind of, they're playing, if not back to back nights, they're doing every other night. And I was like, ah, it, it's just staying healthy. It's, that's hockey though. Everyone's, everyone's got the same thing they're, they're worried about. But anyway, they beat, beat the Kings and they beat the Kings again. I think it was two nights in a row. Yep. It was um, that they beat the Kings in thir- that last last game uh, overtime winner overtime right? with point three seconds left. That's like yep. the third time we've done <laughs> that this year where we've scored with like within like five seconds of the game to win it. Um, and Gosh. so, dude, it's Beal. I don't. I know you you had your take on, on Stanley Cup. We're, we shouldn't talk Stanley Cup because that's that's far out there. But uh, I don't know, man. They're looking sweet. They're they're really sweet, and we play Vegas. I think tomorrow and that's going to be a really big test that that's that's they're the golden boys in the in the west right now so we're it's us and us in vegas we're colorado's still ahead of us yep and i think st louis has been falling so i think it might go vegas colorado us as a stand. i could, let me check that real quick yeah um, um oh we play we play them tonight we play them tonight vegas tonight nice yeah that's so that's sweet so Wow, we are second. We're second in the West. We're tied with the Blues. I, uh, the Blues had a crazy game the other night. Oh my gosh, they won seven to six. They were down big. Um, their goalie. Do you see them freak out? Fought mm-hmm. almost all the guys on the ice. Not all the guys. Really? He gets pulled. Blues goalie gets pulled, and he for something he had to walk, skate across the whole ice to go to like the far end to get taken out of the game. I don't know why he didn't go by his bench. Anyway, he's pushing the Sharks players. And he punches, hits one of the Sharks players, the captain, in the face, I think it's Carlson. And then he skates by the goalies, and the goalies start going. It was Dubnik he was no duking way. it out with. Yeah. Dubnik, Davion, Doibnik? Yeah. It was, it was sorry, Dubnik that he was fighting with. It was Pennington was the goalie on the Blues. The Sharks goalie was, was Dubnik, and he went up to him. Apparently Dubnik's a huge guy, and Pennington was starting to go after him, and Dubnik, I think, would have roughed him up, and then they got him off the ice. But, and they have a winning. Anyway, crazy game, pretty cool. Hockey fights, baby. Uh, yeah. Gotta love when the goalies get involved. Yeah, that's rare. I mean, I, I don't I'm not a hockey aficionado, but a goalie fight. That's like is that's, that's you know, that's pretty as good. Good as it gets. Yeah. That's as good as it gets, dude. The West is tight right now. The Kings are in fifth place and they're only three points back of Vegas, who's first. This is gonna get this is gonna get wild, dude. This yeah. is this is gonna get really cool. Minnesota um, wild. So. Uh uh-huh, are we still nice. on that streak? Uh winning streak? Yes, yep, we are. We're on a six gamer right now. Six oh, in nice. a row. Yeah, in a row. Pretty dope. That's awesome. Golden Knights on a two, a two game losing. We're both seven and three the last ten. I think that's must see TV tonight, fellas. Must see TV. I love it, and it's perfect for me on the West Coast here. Game in Vegas, I believe. So it's probably oh, yeah. a, yep. a, a late a late puck drop uh, tonight. Um, Zach, remind me how the playoffs work in, in the NHL this year. Are they just doing a? Is it just like a conferences matter at all, or are they just doing like the best eight teams versus the best eight teams? Yep. So that um, what they're doing is they're taking. The top four from each division, because there's right. four divisions now. Yeah. Taking the top four, so we just have to get in that that four range. And so right now we're in it. We'd be the in the West. It depend on what they're doing, because you know, because that's a good question. Because you know how Canada is only playing Canada teams. Yeah, it's an and all Canada. So it's gonna. De- I think their goal is to to join the West Western Conference, like that side of the playoffs. Okay. I believe. Or what they're going to do, and I could just check instead of just saying or, but or what they're going to do is just do a playoff like within our division 
And so our guy, the top guy in our division yep, plays the right, 14. Yeah. And then they, that wouldn't make sense though. That, I feel like that wouldn't be fair. I don't think it would. Cause then so, if you get a stacked division, like the all Canada division is probably way better than the probably crazy the yeah, dude, South division, but all of the Tampa Bay is pretty good out here. Um, yeah. So, so what my guess would be is that they're, the Canada division is going to be the, the Western conference with our division. And then we're going to um, seed it accordingly from there. So gotcha. Again, gotcha. you can look it up. I think I'll do that right now. Hey, well, my bet's that's, looking that's pretty good. That's a wake and take no-no. That's a yeah, exactly. things up and having facts. Yeah, yeah no, that's, we don't that's do not that. what we do here. Uh, hey, quick question to, to clarify our bet from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. If the Wild make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs or the Stanley Cup finals this year, are we going to be able to go? What happens? And it just transfers to the next time they make it to the to the finals? We Then, Bill, we have you over... And we buy we buy snacks for you. Oh wow! What a great <laughs> consolation. Other than that's probably the equivalent equivalent of a Stanley Cup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some pretzels uh, from the gas station. <laughs> yeah, that's just as good. Just as good as a, as a oh, ticket. Man, that'd be, free ticket to the, be, to the dude, Cup final. Can you imagine being at the XL XL Energy Center for Stanley Cup? I I honestly think that would be that might be one of the best sports experiences. Yeah, I can't think of anything better. I mean, that wild <laughs> so games wild. are just a regular wild game. There is sold out every night, or at least it was before the pandemic. It's doesn't matter if they're good. Doesn't matter if they're bad. Really, it's, it's it, so loud in there. And you, it's just yeah. so fun. You're just yeah. It's a. just seems really close to the ice. Like, well, no matter where you're sitting, you just it's seem twenty like thousand people jammed into this kind of small arena. It's kind of built on top of each other, so everyone's basically sitting pretty close to the ice and vertical straight up from the ice and it's loud in there people get after it and it's great time and they just know how to create an environment in there that's tough to win in i think yep i I think you're right i think it's one of those things where the fans are making a big difference and i mean they're playing watching these hockey games has been just as fun as if fans are there um which i think is it's one of the few sports that you really get that kind of almost same experience like obviously the fans in every sport is going to help up, but yeah, hockey is like, you're just so focused on what's going on. It doesn't really matter, but, but being at the game, I can't imagine what that would be like to be at a yeah. playoff game. Well, I hope, uh, so, I hope they get there and you guys have to buy me tickets. All of us tickets yeah. to that game or just the three of us. Yeah. Randy, was Randy not on that episode? Was that the issue? He was not. Uh, I think okay. it was us three. Well, we're going to have to incorporate Randy somehow, but the bet was Randy that if the Randy wild gets the wolves, Okay. Okay. So the bet was Randy, uh, whoever we all picked the Minnesota sports team, whatever team got to either the Super Bowl, the World Series, or the Stanley Cup Finals first, the other two guys who didn't pick that team have to buy the tickets to that game. So kind of a, a pricey, it could be a very pricey ticket, especially if you're talking about a Super Bowl ticket. If the Vikings make it, we Zach and I have to buy BG Whoa. tickets to the Super I Bowl. I told this podcast is going to last many, many years. Okay, come on now. It's but it wasn't for pot. It was it was, it was a lifetime. It was a lifetime bet. So even if the pot ends, lifetime bet. The bet continues. So if you want to get in on that, feel free. But the the stakes are high. Oh, so we we're saying we're, we're kind of hoping here's that the thing we're is like I don't know like who like, like if they were like betting favorites, you know, like who the favorite would be. Like it would be probably the Twins or I guess also the just the nature of hockey too you know you kind of just got to get to the playoffs and then and you got to get hot and you got to have a star we have a young star Kirill Kaprizov we have a young star exactly but you got to make the play anyone who makes playoffs didn't you know run the table if you get hot at the right time you got to get a hot goal Um, not the the Twins though um, I don't know we got to we got to and I can't take them 
<laughs> can I can I take like uh can I take like the uh like the no nope. can I take the Minnesota <laughs> you're hockey, gonna like Golden Gophers hockey? Um, my dad already not. took them. Yeah. <laughs> no, because they. I mean, they're before looking we even knew we were doing it. They, 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 yeah. yeah, I don't think you can take them while they're ranked. I don't know if they're still ranked number one in the country, but in the season that they top, were. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you can take uh, them right now. It's too easy. We'll give you Gophers yeah. men's basketball if you want that. Yeah, we will oh, give you no. Gophers men's. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take the Wolves or football. Uh, let's let's talk about that for just a second. Gophers men's hoops. Unless you. I'm gonna hop in for like five seconds just to correct everyone that's listening. To qualify the playoffs, you must finish top four in your division. Okay. If you qualify, the first two rounds will be within the division, though. Oh, so you were right. And I didn't think I was right. That was just speculation. Wow. Uh, The four teams that advance to the semifinal round will be seeded by their point total in the regular season. Doesn't matter east or west or anything. It'll just be total points. So. Cool. And then they go from there. Go wild. On your way. Um, Let's just talk Gophers maybe firing Patino because I wanted to mention it. Uh, obviously, the hot seat's getting a lot hotter now, BG. And with with Beeline working for the Big Ten Network, and I assume he'd want to come back to college basketball after failing in the NBA, why not go hire him today? Like, why not fire Patino oh. right now and go hire John Beeline to be the next head coach of, of the Golden Gophers? Problem solved right there. I just fixed the Gophers. That, that would be awesome. I remember having this conversation with some buddies that, like if you're coming out of high school and you're a D1 athlete and you're about to play college basketball, like what coach would you want to play for? Not like what school or what team um, because there's powerhouses in that, but just based off the coach. And he was, that was my answer. He seems like such a genuine guy. Um, I've talked about it sometimes before, but I love when like coaches and athletes give in-depth and genuine answers to reporters from the questions they get. And he just does that all the time. He just seems like a really down to earth guy. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's a really, really good coach. If that was a possibility, I'd say go for it right now. Um, I think that it's a long time coming that was on his way out. It's a, it's been a warm seat for maybe the past couple of seasons. Um, But yeah, he's absolutely on the hot seat. I saw today that it's looking like the Gophers are going to fire him after the season's over. Really? Um, so I'd say that it's probable right now yeah. that he's not going to be the Gophers coach um, after the season. I hope to God that he is not. Um, I also saw that, and I was I predicted this too, talking to some people at work, that Ryan Saunders would be in the running for it too. And apparently he is in the running for oh, it. No way. Um, being a one-time God, Golden cool. Gopher. So that would yeah. definitely spice things up too. Um, I'd probably have – I'd probably – how do you say uh, Beeline? Is that how you say it? Yeah, John Beeline. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather have Beeline over Saunders. But right off the bat, when you say Patino needs to go, which I think he does, and I don't know if Beeline's an opportunity, but having those two names next to the Gophers program is a hell of a lot better than Patino, Richard Patino. I, yeah, I think yeah, Saunders. Yeah. I think Saunders is the better one over Beeline because Beeline's sixty, like in his late sixties. Like you know, you could get a guy like Saunders who seems. Like he comes off at least as a guy who, like, would be a good college coach. Like when it comes to, like in basketball, it's you know, and, and football at least in, in college, it's you know, it's almost as much about the recruiting process as as, as it is you know your skill as a as a coach on the floor. And like Saunders could be that guy that you know maybe you you know you already has Minnesota connections. You know he could be kind of your. Um, uh, 
I'm blanking on his name, uh, PJ Fleck kind of, you know, like your, your young hot coach who, you know, you get in with the program and, you know, hope he sticks around for maybe a decade or so and builds up something really cool, but you just don't get that with Beeline. Yeah. Um, and with his age, I think at this point it's, it's, it's hard to recruit when you're that old and, you know, you, it's, you know, recruits don't know how long you're going to be sticking around for. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a problem at Michigan, at least in, in his last couple of years there. They were still super good. I mean, they were still competing for national championships, and they were still a, a powerhouse in basketball. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like he's since left Michigan. Like, he's yeah. – like, he left he, – and, and, and he left, he was like, okay, like, I'm, he basically worded as, I'm getting older, I haven't taken my shot at the NBA, I'm going to take my shot at the NBA. He's been out of coaching now, you know, just like, it's the reason why coaches in college get five plus year contracts there. always mm-hmm. have either five or more years on their contract is so that other coaches can't say, Oh, you know, this guy, you know, he's not in it for the long run. You know, yeah. and if, like if, if you're, it's one thing, if you're, you know, an older coach at a school, um, you know, you've been at for a decade or longer. Um, but if you're coming to a new school at an old age, even if you're an established name, I think like there's, um, like I think you're put at a little bit of a disadvantage there, no matter who you are. Maybe if yeah. you're like the exception of like if you're Nick Saban or a, a Coach K, but I don't think Beeline is like he's that tier right below him. Yeah, he's not he's not quite that upper tier. Well, I guess really the only person who can answer that question is John Beeline himself. I mean, there's always going to be the doubters that are saying, "Can he come back? Can he build another program? Can he do this again? Is he too old?" The only guy that really knows that is Beeline, and if he wants to get back into coaching. I think it'd be hard to not give him a chance. And another name that we should mention is Eric Musselman, head coach of Arkansas. And you're seeing what he'd done with that team and what he did with Nevada, making that team relevant. And he's been in the NBA. We talked to his brother, um, Max, just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that should be a name in the running as well if you'd want to come back to Minnesota. He's from here originally. I, I don't know if he was born here, but obviously with his dad coaching the Minnesota Timberwolves, Bill Musselman, first head coach of the Timberwolves. We talked about that with with Max quite a bit, but that should be another name as well. Eric Musselman, a guy very qualified to get that job and we'll see when it becomes available. I don't think it's a question of if now, I think it's a question of when, and it's just a matter of weeks. BG, you think it's going to be at the end of the season? And I'm kind of with you. I think it'd be hard and it's, it's going to be hard to make a coaching change at this point for any university, but it would be hard to do it in the middle of this season with everything going on and especially with universities struggling a lot, I'm sure there's got to be a higher buyout option for him if they can a mid-season rather than at the end of the season. But maybe not. Maybe there's no different financial reasons, but just for the team reason to keep him as the head coach would make a lot of sense. But, yeah, I think I think Patino's gone for sure. Um, going full circle here, I'm not going to give my right leg to Tiger Woods, but I'm going to give my right leg that Patino is gone. Um, before the start of next season, I'm right leg I'm really bat. confident about. <laughs> They're giving us a right leg back. I'm, I'm not giving my right leg to Patino. Patino I'd rather yeah. do some other but stuff. But if he's to still him. their head coach, you have to just give it to somebody who needs it. If Tiger is still looking yeah. to get back in the game or whatever his situation is, then I'll I'll cut off my leg. There, okay. that's, there's my audio proof of that. There we go. Um, so I hope to God Patino's gone now for another reason though. <laughs> but yeah, I think just with the talent that we've had these past couple of seasons and how our seasons have ended up is just, there's no excuse that can keep Patino around anymore. And like we've talked about, there's so much in-state talent that we're really getting none of. Um, And the talent we had this season to be in the top 15 
um, in college basketball and now probably not make the tournament and lose back-to-back games against the two worst Big Ten teams um, in the conference is just unacceptable. Even with injuries, you're a University of Minnesota. You get really good recruits out of state. You get good transfers, and you can't beat Northwestern, and you can't beat Nebraska, who is absolutely horrendous. But with those three names in mind right now, um, Saunders, Beeline, and Musselman, and I don't know when Musselman's contract with Arkansas, any of that stuff ends, but I do know that. I mean, he just, those yeah. three names are a significant upgrade over yeah. Patino, and I'd be so ecstatic. And yeah, Beeline, like you said, Andy is definitely getting older, but just kind of seeing how having like a 33 year old NBA coach, which is obviously different than college basketball, it'd be nice just to have some experience. But with that being said, I'd be ecstatic to have a younger coach like Saunders and Musselman, who I don't think is that old either. I guess relatively speaking. Yeah. I think he's probably 40s, maybe. Yeah, so I mean that'd be a great 40s, age yeah. for a overhaul of a program, kind of similar to PJ Fleck yeah. and kind of the life cycle he's in right now. So if we could get one of those three guys, and I know <laughs> we're speaking way out in advance, but that'd be awesome, and I, I really hope that that would help us create a more well-rounded program, which I know we can have with the state of Minnesota and the talent that there is in basketball. Yeah. Talk about a lot. It's a basketball state, and it's becoming more so even. And if we can keep these borders locked down, this this will be a basketball state and the, with a good university team. And we, we haven't had really a, a, a consistent tournament team for in our lifetime, really. We haven't had a, a team that goes to the tournament four or five years in a row ever. So it would be nice to have that. And I think they're going to need a new start, BG. Yeah. Uh, Last thing, gopher-related, uh, not gopher basketball, but gopher indoor track. My sister uh, and her team, they won the uh, Big Ten Championship this weekend. No way. Nice. That's awesome. What, did, what events did she do? To her. Big Ten Champions. Um, she was in the distance medley, medley relay. They call it the DMR, not the gun, uh, not the sniper from Warzone, but the DMR race <laughs> is what she was in. That's what she medaled. There. They, they won that. So she was the uh, – she did the 800 anchor i don't know what the exact distance is well. i think it was like 800 800 <laughs> 1600 maybe i don't know what the first one paid did 400 meters something like that um but yeah i think i think that met yeah that um i think it's like the 400 400 800 1600 in some order i can't remember okay I, I think that's what it is don't call me on that but i thought that for some reason i thought the u of m's track program was kind of done because of covid uh, well, they cut the men's program, not this season. I think they get to finish out the year, but I want to gotcha. say next fall, they're not going to have the a men's, uh, men's program. Okay. Yeah. Don't they well, say that the 800 is the worst event to run? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the toughest and yeah, 400, she's, 800. Really. Yeah, 400, you're, doing like a, you're doing a sprint like the yeah. whole time yeah. and it's the longest event you do a sprint for. Yeah. And it's even yeah. tougher indoor too, because they, they don't have quite a full track on the indoor they do like it. So the track season is broken up into halves. Basically the first half is indoor cause it's too cold outside, obviously. And then the second half is outdoor. And so those are two different seasons for them. So they'll have like mm-hmm. an indoor championship and then an outdoor championship. But this was the indoor, which makes it harder cause the track isn't quite as big as the outdoor track. So they have to so go it's around like a 200 meter. Yeah. It's a 200 meter track. So instead of going around two times, you're going around four times, meaning you're just turning more. There's not quite as long of a straightaway. So it's a little harder cause you have to just turn the whole time basically. Um, but yeah, champions Congrats of, to her. That's of awesome. the Big Ten. That Wanted is, to give her a shout awesome. out. Um, last bit of news. Received some information from the back pocket today. 
Um, well, first it was, it started off with a funny reply from Parker who used to come on the show for, for football sports betting. And I'm sure we'll come on again in the future for some, some bets. I can't remember what his Twitter account was called that he started. Uh, gambler's guide, <laughs> I think gambler's guide, uh, <laughs> his Twitter account. Uh, anyway, he, uh, he responded to a new podcast that the back pocket guys are doing, uh, their p- p- uh, podcast production company is doing, I should say, I think they're calling it blind date podcast, something like that, where they're just dating podcasts. I don't know what the exact name of it is, uh, but they basically put two people, uh, in a restaurant, I think it's like at a table, just looks like a high top table with a microphone and a headset. And they just have a date, I guess, with, with microphones and cameras and all that there. And Parker, Parker wants to date the girl who's going on the show, like one of the contestants, but didn't want to actually go on the show. I uh, just wanted to talk to her <laughs> off, off air oh, uh, with the awesome. cameras turned off. And that's Declan awesome. sent that to me. And I thought that was pretty funny. And then he also mentioned that, they're looking for more contestants. So if, if you want to apply to that, I think it's on their website. I'm sure it's on their Twitter pages and Instagram and all that as well, but it's backpocket.com. And Zach, you might be going on. Yes, sir. When I'm back in the cities, I think that'd be a wonderful thing to do. I think you'd be uh, electric on there. I think it'd be really fun. I think I, I don't know if how serious they're taking this. I don't, I might pretty have serious. You yeah. think so? Mm-hmm. I'm about to watch a couple episodes and get a feel for it. Yeah, um, definitely do some research into it, but I, sure, I, I think sure, you'd be I, great. Thank you, man. I, I think I would go into it knowing that I wasn't going to come out with a girlfriend. And if I, have that <laughs> mi- if I have that mindset, then I think we'll be all right. And I think it'd be a good time. Yeah. Well, I saw, I saw that they had their application online and I know we just started to talk about it before we were recording tonight, but um, since you are an extremely young uh, or extremely good looking young man. And thank you, sir. Uh, your bachelor. I didn't Wisconsin. pay him to say that. Yep. He may have, but, um, so we were going through the application. It says your name and all that stuff. And the, one of the required fields is your Instagram handle, which for those who know, <laughs> might Zach, be an issue. He does not have an Instagram. So there's strike one. Very against social media. They so. might like that though. That might be like a, a plus in their eyes. Cause not many people yeah. aren't going to have one of those. That's true. So, or it's yeah, like, oh, no, that guy's a creepy I, weirdo. Yeah, I think you'd stand out um, for multiple reasons, even without sending the headshot in. But <laughs> the and then the last question, which we would want you to answer on air here, is if you were given the ox chord at a party, what song would you play? That's a loaded question, my friend. I think it it all depends <laughs> on the environment. If people are having a good time. I think it's spit the spins by Mac Miller. I think there's just, you know, people are, you know, you, you got to gauge the room. And if, you know, some cute girls, cool guys are just like, all right, it depends. It doesn't matter how big it is. Spins comes mm. on. Everyone's having even a better time. You I don't know, think drink. I've heard that, or at least I don't know the name. I'll have to Super that dope. up after. Yeah. Got to listen to it. It's awesome. Um, it's, uh, I can't remember. Describe, I, it, describe big... it better for a sec. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, he, he has a way of singing that I can't do. Um, uh, I can't, I couldn't even do it. I I truly, like I would try if I, I hope they don't don't ask you to sing that song on the podcast. He's like, Oh, Oh, 
Okay, that, I'm gonna let that's helping anybody. Yeah, no, that's um, fine. What about, so what that about one. if you if you're going on to the podcast and then you have one song to impress the girl, and it's oh. not like it doesn't have to be the most romantic song in the world, but you want to impress her and you want to show like your musical taste. What what song is that? So am I singing it, or is just it playing? No, like at no, the you table? just you're you're playing. Yeah, I mean, you could play it if you want, but you don't need to play it. It's just one song when yeah. you're in a romantic setting, one on one with a girl, would be your go to song. If we're having a crummy time of it, and it's just like I want to get out of here. Uh, everywhere I go by Hollywood Undead, that's just like you're having a good time, but it's not like for like if things are going right at a party. I don't know why. It's like one of my favorite songs, like when you're just going crazy. But um. That, that doesn't sound like a romantic one-on-one. No, no, that, wasn't, that was not the question you asked at all. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Probably. Oh. Yeah, and if anybody knows that song, it's absolutely not the right answer. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I think it Barry Manilow would be would be uh, a bold call. Too bold. Probably. Yeah, you either but, but lose her kind of, right there or she's really into it. For sure. It might have to be one of those like, kind of like 70s kind of like melancholy. Like, okay, I've been, you guys ever seen Anna, Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery? Maybe. I don't know if I've seen that one. I don't know if – I don't remember that name, but uh, – See, I feel like I've seen, seen Goldmember like 20 times, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. I've seen too. Um, this guy, I can't remember what the, the singer's called, Bert something, but anyway, they're they're – driving through the city on top of this thing and he's singing that song he's like what the world needs now is love sweet love that song i think i'd be like oh shit kind of romantic candlelit dinner um <laughs> other than that i got i got more up my sleeve but i, I what would we're be on a time crunch here what would be your ahead, song man. if um they played like a song that like your intro song before the podcast that you like walked out to what would ooh, that be ooh. Oh, that's sick. Uh, like a Virgin by Madonna? <laughs> no way. Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. That would be a good one. Maybe that one. Uh, that or Everywhere I Go by Hollywood Undead. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say that, too. Uh, that'd be kind of funny. All right. A lot of good questions, fellas. Maybe... Uh, also, I've been really into this uh, song by uh, what is it? What are they called? Um, Zach, you seem like a guy who played Eric Clapton on a date with a girl. That'd be cool. That's not a bad. That'd be cool. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> no, like yeah. I, I completely, see, completely serious. Like, like you have like a uh, like candlelit dinner. You know, like. Yeah, like wonderful tonight. Like, yeah, just Eric Clapton. That is yeah, Zach right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, so, yeah. It's the song I was thinking of, Marshall Tucker Band. You guys ever heard of that? I think it's I like, have. Yeah. Called yeah, a song called "Heard It in a Love Song." Kind of just like it, it's almost like you'd have to be like outside, outside at a at a table, and then yeah. listen to it. It wouldn't be an inside place, but would there be like, like what like would a, the scenery be like? Uh, fall colors. Okay. You got an orchard. Like some vines. Some vines. Maybe a pumpkin patch. Oh, I like vines. Not necessarily like a vines, fountain. Fall foliage. Uh, fountains foliage. might be turned off. <laughs> Some like rolling off. hills. There's a, like a winery. Rolling hills winery. Yeah. Mm. Right there. Heard a love song, Marshall Tucker Band. Oh, dang. Any other questions? Maybe we should just invite a girl on and just do it right here with you, Zach. 
I look forward to that. We yeah, could monitor. Really get to the cities in a while, yeah. dude. If you guys got, I let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it when your time does come, and I, I think they're hopefully definitely going to accept you. It sounds like they're they're looking for good male candidates. Declan, I'm a shoo-in. So it, it sounds like you're a shoo-in when when the time comes. Um, we'll have to get your application into Declan and to the back pocket fellas so they can review it. But nice. I'm looking forward to this. I think you're going to be, you got to get some good material going in. You know, you got to have 100%. some topics you want to discuss, you know, maybe that abortion. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a killer lead in. I think you could really, be. you could really turn some heads there. Absolutely. That would be a good, 100%. a good first convo. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. One, I love it. be my worst first date. <laughs> let's end it right there we'll be back on friday morning we're gonna do best thing i saw all week as well as maybe just a round table like we did today talking a bunch of news from around the sports world we'll see you guys all day